Welcome to episode four of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Katie and Paul from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places, and cultures. Another week, another The days are flying. Can you believe it? We thought that we'd have more time. (laughs) (laughs) We feel feel like that time is absolutely flying. We certainly don't feel relaxed yet, do we? No, I think we're still in the craziness of, um, one, actually reconciling our heads with what we're actually doing, and two, trying to get organised, working out where things should live in the van, what we need, what we don't need, what additional purchases we need to make to support everything that we're doing, whether that's, um, you know, a camera equipment or podcast equipment or whether that's stuff that we need for the van, you know, tools. There's so much of that. And then all the stuff for the four-wheel drive as well. It's It feels, life feels very full at the moment and Mm. somewhat overwhelming, I think, because we are still trying to get into the flow. It'll settle down, though. It'll definitely – I think what's going to happen is we'll just be s- kicking back one afternoon somewhere in some amazing location and it'll, the reality of this lifestyle will hit us and we will think, wow, we, we're, we're really in the routine now and we're really, mm. we're really living the lifestyle and it doesn't feel overwhelming or hectic. Yeah, and that's uh, something that was a huge lesson for us, particularly this last week, was with Jasper and Kate pointed out to me, you know, all those big emotions that you um, you and I are both feeling through this whole process. Uh, so is our little man. But, I mean, he's been out um, amazing. He he has been, and as, as far as a, a three-year-old goes, he's a, he's a really good kid. You know, I've connected with a couple of families on Instagram already who have two, three, four kids and who all are going through that same thing. It's it's big. It's it's akin to to moving continents. You know, it's a it's a big lifestyle move to take with a family, and it's a big upheaval. And there are lots of emotions going on for everybody. Mm. So I think for kids, it's only natural that they've got everything going on inside of them, and then also they're picking up on the emotions that that we've got going on inside of us as well. So. It's um, easy to overlook sometimes in the pace and, um, you know, needing to get things done and get organised. But I think also being, I guess, considerate of the fact that, well, they're, like, he's we've just changed Jasper's entire life, everything no that he's care, ever no known. More, no, no more of those same circle of friends and exactly. that's right, the Even cousins. The and simple things, the, sure. the toys at home, the, mm-hmm. the new bed, everything in his world has changed. So, One really positive change has been the amount of outdoor activity that he's getting to experience and how much I'm a part of that. Oh, it's been brilliant, and we Love can't it. discount the time together. Yeah. Oh, and as we speak, he has woken up, so he might be joining us for this podcast. Well, we're back after a little bit of <laughs> a short break. Very good work from Mum. We're able to resettle him, but it's a, a good chance for us to segue into um, this last four weeks. It has been 
overwhelming. Absolutely. There has been at times some challenges, of course, mm. uh, for all three of us. And so I guess the point is, is that things aren't ever going to be perfect. No, and I think that's one takeaway that we took from one of the families from the US that we were absolutely inspired by is to just start their motto was to start now, you know, don't wait for it to be perfect, just take those steps and, and make it happen. And I think the point is if you if you keep waiting for things to be perfect, and I, I have to admit I'm a I am kind of one of those people. I'm a little bit mm. OCD and I need to have all of the pieces of the puzzle and feel like I'm in control. But I guess you're going to be waiting a long time. So start now. Do what you can. Certainly getting out of your comfort zone yeah. and things not going to plan are quite often where the adventure really begins, you know, obviously within parameters of being safe, feeling safe and secure. But even in those instances, they are the stories that uh, you'll probably look back on fondly. We'll look back and go, remember when that happened? That's right. And actually, we recently had somebody say to us that the first eight weeks in the van are absolutely hands down going to be the hardest. <laughs> and I, I think that goes without saying. It's that settling in period um, that you have with anything new, any new situation. But I also think it's going to be the time that we really look back on and go, oh, remember how we felt, Mm, you know, remember we were learning so much and we were failing so much and we were, you know, all of those things, that absolutely will be something that we look back on so fondly with those memories. It's true. It's the contrast in your life that creates the joy in the really great experiences too, mm-hmm. quite often. Uh, we're certainly positive thinkers, though, without being, you know, airy-fairy or silly about it. We have definitely taken on an attitude of gratitude. We, more than any time in our life, really stepped that up a notch during our IVF journey because it was uh, incredibly challenging for us emotionally, particularly yourself, Kate, obviously, uh, financially, together as, as a partner, the questions between ourselves and, and each other. Uh, and we really had a, a lesson in that time to be really thankful for what we did have mm. and uh, to make sure that we were communicating well but really sticking by each other and staying together. One of those uh, attributes that we really developed was this idea of daily reminders And we took on something that we'd heard from an author named Dr. Wayne Dyer, who would do a first... One of our absolute faves. Absolutely, yes. Actually, this um, idea is in a video on YouTube, which I will put that link in the show notes. But it was first five minutes, last five minutes. That's really what we call it. The idea being that the last five minutes before you go to sleep is your opportunity to really plant those seeds within your subconscious mind for not only being thankful for the things that you have in your life, your friends, your family, your health and well-being, but also for the things that you maybe are looking to create a better version of yourself, a better version of your life, better outcomes in your workplace, your relationships. Mm. So that last five minutes of your day is integral to planting those seeds in your subconscious. Mm. Uh, And then also before you even step one foot out of bed is your first five minutes of your day and setting those up 
those moments up for success. And that had served us incredibly well, particularly during that 18 months um, of, yes, the hard times definitely, but the 18 months of creating this dream and turning it into a reality to be living this lifestyle on the road. And it, I mean, in any case, it just sets you up to have a better day. If you take a few minutes at the start of the day to be thankful for the people in your life and the people you love and, and all of the good things, no matter how small or big they are, how do you get out of bed feeling grumpy? You can't. So it just sets you up for such a good day doing that anyway. Why not be positive, I think, and uh, becoming solution conscious not you know looking at out for solutions opposed to problems is just a better way to be especially in this day and age too i mean we all know that the pace of life is is just getting more and more hectic and everybody you know the buzzword is busy and everybody's on technology and there's just we get bombarded with so much information across the span of a day so it's just even nice to have a few minutes out of mindfulness where you you are shutting off to all of those external factors and really going within to yeah to just be grateful and and be positive and listen to a podcast like this <laughs> <laughs> awesome radio moving but, uh, on there's yeah. our there's our self help advice there it is. for 2019 well, from there, we really should talk about where the journey took us. From the Sunshine Coast, we did head north. We headed to a little place on the Fraser Coast called Puna, P-O-O-N-A. And the reason for that is that we're fortunate to have some family, Katie's mum and stepdad have a little place on a little property in Puna, which just has enough space. <laughs> For a caravan. <laughs> yes. And uh, and us three travellers to pitch up and be able to spend some time here while we explore not only the Gympie region, but that wonderful Fraser coastline. Uh, the Fraser Island part of this journey, we're going to be heading back this way, I think, early next year, mm. uh, early to mid next year. So we, we decided not to tackle that because that is – I mean, an incredible um, place to visit, Fraser Island. So and it th- deserves time. It definitely yeah. does. So we decided to first up visit Tin Can Bay. Tin Can Bay is such a, a beautiful little seaside village. It's like it, a little fishing village, it, isn't it? It is. It's almost a bit lost in time. And I say that with all due respect because it just has this relaxed ambience to it. Every time we go to Tin Can Bay, it feels like a seaside holiday village. Yes, and, and the highlight is a little place called Barnacles Cafe down on the waterfront and the dolphin feeding. It is actually an incredibly inexpensive experience mm. um, to be able to get up to wild dolphins. They're actually humpback dolphins, which are, I think, considered vulnerable at the moment. They're, they are, they're quite they are rare. on the red list. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... It's just beautiful. Uh, the dolphins in Tinkan Bay have basically been coming into this same spot since the 50s and the the actual 
The first dolphin who landed in Tinkan Bay was washed to shore with some pretty serious injuries. The locals believe were caused by a run-in with a shark. And so the locals took this dolphin in and they cared for it. They nurtured it back to health. They obviously fed it lots of fish. And off it swam only to return at some point in the future with its offspring. That's right. And since that time, the pods of dolphins have been returning to Tin Can Bay. I think they said four generations now. It is four generations. And what I love is that the very first calf to come to Tin Can Bay all those years ago is now the alpha male of a pod of dolphins who visit the bay every day for breakfast. And you can, you can pay the minuscule entry fee to i think it's five dollars for adults and or i think it it doesn't actually matter what age i think it's just five dollars to be able to um, experience this from a viewing um, participation but if you actually want to feed a dolphin then you can pay another five dollars for fish a little bucket with um, some fish in it and then actually get down on the beach you're guided and hosted by a volunteer-led team Mm. and that money basically goes towards purchasing the fish and mm. the upkeep of, of that little area there on the beach. So a wonderful experience. There's a little Barnacles Cafe there too, so you can grab some breakfast. I think it kicks off at 8 a.m. every day. We, we showed up at 7.30 so we could enjoy a coffee and a, a bite to eat beforehand. And let me tell you, the dolphins are there ready and waiting. They know what time their breakfast is. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> Another amazing part of this area is Rainbow Beach. Wow, talk about a spectacular coastline. And we certainly in Australia are fortunate to have literally tens of thousands of kilometres of coastline. Uh, This particular part of the coastline is breathtaking. Oh, it is so stunning. The watercolour is just the most magic shade of blue. It is crystal clear. And looking down the beach towards what Rainbow Beach is famous for and how it gets its name is the coloured sand dunes. It's, it is spectacular. Unfortunately, the, we decided to go there. We are uh, being very green and novice in the land of fall driving. Uh, didn't check tide times Knew we had to get a permit, uh, however, by the time we got to the Queensland Parks and Wildlife Centre to purchase our permit, we had totally missed the tides. Mm, such a bummer. We also didn't know what to deflate our tyres to. We had no recovery gear. There were a number of things that occurred to us in that moment. Uh, We were totally eager to get out and start exploring on the beach and, and, you know, live that awesome four-wheel driving lifestyle. But thankfully, we did stop to take the time to have a discussion and really made a very conscious decision that we were not prepared to be driving on the beach and we weren't prepared even from a snacks or water point of view to keep our three-year-old happy in the event that we did get stuck in the sand. So it was a little bit of a um, fly by the seat of your pants moment. We'd finished off and feeding. We were like, let's go check out Rainbow Beach and full <laughs> drive along it. That'd yeah. be awesome. Uh, so we're yet to take in that adventure properly in that capacity however we did go and spend some time on the beach i did get to send up our little dgi spark drone which captured some incredible footage and we've included both of those experiences 
in a episode on our YouTube channel. So I'll make sure that I put a link and a time code to that particular episode mm. because it is worth seeing. It's such a beautiful part of the world and we will definitely get ourselves prepared, purchase what we need to to ensure that we're safe when we're on the beach and we will head back down to Rainbow Beach at some point when we're back in this region. Oh, absolutely. And to be able to camp on the beach too I think will be just so wonderful mm. to wake up to that that vista so from there we actually had to backtrack <laughs> it's a bit crazy isn't it it is we had commenced a, a creative job uh, in our line of work in our production line of work that wasn't completed and we had an opportunity a small window to go back and complete that job on the gold coast which gave us um the opportunity as well to drop orange our coromel caravan back into the apollo factory to get some things just a little bit of tweaking after being on the road that first um, few weeks. It was a chance to just tweak a few things, get some things checked, uh, which was excellent, mm. and then head down to the Gold Coast. Uh, we felt like we barely even left there two weeks ago and we were back. Uh, but while we were there, fortunately, the Swell Sculpture Festival was on. Swell Sculpture Festival is just incredible on the stunning Corumban Beach down on the Gold Coast, on the southern Gold Coast. It's been running there for 17 years and, uh, I don't know, it is just incredible to see these artworks literally on the beachfront. There were over 52 sculptures this year. Mm -hmm. It is an open-air exhibition and it's free. It is free and it doesn't matter what time of day and you should actually try and get there across the different parts of the day to see the sculptures set against that beautiful backdrop of Corumban Beach. And at night time, they light them up. There's live music, there's art workshops, there's so much for kids and families to do. So Swell is definitely worth visiting if you are in the region in September. And what a great way to introduce kids to art mm. and culture. Love it. Brilliant. Mm, a must do when you're on the Gold Coast in September. Absolutely. And just around the corner was one of our most favourite places on the planet, Corumban Wildlife Sanctuary. So we couldn't, we could not go home without stopping into the sanctuary for a day of fun. I don't think Jasper would have forgiven us uh -huh. uh, if we didn't stop in for a ride on the train at least. And, of course, it's world famous for those beautiful wild rainbow lorikeets and not only had we landed the most picture-perfect day, there were hundreds and hundreds of Oh, my God, they were crazy, lorikeets. weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they were crazy and hungry, and it is just such an awesome way to start your day. It is. It just puts a smile on your face. We love the sanctuary. After our visit to Crumbin Sanctuary, we decided to visit another one of our favourite places, Farm & Co., this is located in Cudgeon in northern New South Wales and it is a proper working organic farm. You can get out and walk amongst all of the produce that they are growing in the farm and they also have the most incredible sunflower fields and that's really what excites me the most about Farm & Co. You can also pick your own sunflowers. I have to say though the sunflowers were struggling a little mm. bit weren't they when we visited because of the drought conditions that I think most of Australia is currently experiencing but it is still beautiful and a really wonderful experience for families. I love teaching Jasper about where he's food comes from and what goes into 
us getting food on our plates every day. So that was really awesome. You can purchase organic produce from their farm store that is opened every single day. You can actually also order online and it gets delivered to you, which is pretty cool. cool. Mm. They've recently just built a really gorgeous cafe there as well. So you can go down every day for a coffee and Wednesday to Sunday, I think they're open for full meal service. So it's definitely worth, we've been for breakfast and it was just, it was fantastic. Certainly a great venue for young families. We've we've met a few of our family, uh, young family friends there um, for breakfast on a Sunday morning. And, and the kids can just run just around perfect. and... They've also got vegan pigs. They're so cool, Hank and his mates, so they're worth a visit as well. (laughs) So then it was time to leave the Gold Coast, take two, and head north again back via Apollo to pick up Orange, where I was fortunate to experience a factory tour. But we might save those details for the next episode. I think so. Episode because that that really was quite an experience. We then continued back toward Puna on the Fraser Coast, But we should mention that we did have a little stop on the way. Via the Silky Oaks. Yes, it's this tiny little pub beer garden. Uh, So we stopped there for a homemade brew, which was pretty cool. And then fortunately the uh, publican mentioned to us that their next door property was a company called Sublime, a massive lime field. So good. They had a little honesty box set up out the front Honesty box. It was it was a jar and you just screwed the lid off and put two dollars in, fill up a brown paper bag full of limes. Oh my god, Amazing. and the limes were just we just enjoyed those limes after visiting there. So I think each time we stop through we will stop and uh, pick up some limes from Sublime. And they also um, had a little sign and it said Make sure you add a couple of kaffir limes as well. These are perfect in a curry. We're yet to try the curry, but what a, Tonight, maybe. What a bargain. Amazing. So I think that wraps up this week's episode. Another very full week. It was a whirlwind, wasn't it? <laughs> we certainly haven't slowed down. I feel like we've sped up. At some point, we're going to slow down, I'm sure. Eight weeks. Just get through the eight weeks. Right, okay. So our next episode, we head to Gympie Region. And wow. Hasn't this got some absolute gems, including gold? You know, we've been gold panning. We were able to go for a ride on the Mary Valley Rattler, mm-hmm. Kalula Berries, yeah. and the Macadamia Farm, Lindell's Macadamias. Wow. So lots to bring you next week. So make sure you tune in. And, of course, we'd love you to connect with us on social media and our website, all the W's dot the feelgoodfamily.com.au and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and of course YouTube. That's right and we do also release a weekly YouTube episode every Sunday night at 6.30pm and I'll make sure that I leave the episode that covers our visit to the Gold Coast, uh, the link in the show notes as well. If you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share this podcast with everybody you know. Everybody, yes. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, dream big, look after your family. And happy trails. Feel the journey, feel the journey.